The labor market continues to recover. The taper commences and Zillow crashes. This is the running with the money briefing. Let's get into it. And we are back. It's a beautiful day in the markets. We see the Dow Jones up 72, NASDAQ up 142, and the S&P 500 up 24 as we are recording. You go and you take a look here at Treasury yields, and the numbers aren't all too bad. We see the U.S. 10-year Treasury yield sitting at 1.586%. It's been pretty consistent the past week. And we also took a look at oil absolutely falling to the floor, down 4.46%. WTI crude. We have Brent moving down 3.9%. We have Nat Gas moving up 3.83%. So not necessarily falling to the floor, but not having a good day whatsoever. Now, what are the biggest headlines today? We obviously have the Fed, and we're going to get into that. But the first thing I want to touch on is these private payrolls coming out of payroll processing firm ADP this morning. Now, taking a look at this data, companies added 571,000 jobs throughout the month of October that beat the estimate out of Dow Jones of 395,000. So solid numbers there. You look at where the creations were led. Um, and you see that large businesses were the biggest creators. They added 458,000 jobs. You saw leisure and hospitality increase uh, with 185,000 new positions. So solid numbers coming out of the private sector job creation data over at ADP. So I like the numbers here. Um, and this is definitely uh, highlighting some comeback, some recovery in the labor market, private or public. It is all when it comes down to it, a massive labor market and the labor market definitely recovering according to this data. So some solid numbers coming out of October um, from payroll processing firm ADP. Now, shifting into the headline that you're probably all paying attention to today, and this is the taper. The Federal Reserve announced today that they will begin tapering, and that's why you're seeing the markets rip. Now, this was mostly expected of course, the market was choppy going into this announcement, but it was mostly expected. At the end of the day, the beginning of the tape, taper, per se, was expected. Some people were saying, oh, you could get rate hikes. At the end of the day, we did not get that. And uh, the market it seems to have been calmed or comforted by this meeting. So what is the Fed going to do? Well, on a monthly basis, they're going to start reducing those asset purchases, you know, the $120 billion in asset purchases every single month that they have been carrying out for months on end. Well, they're going to start reducing that each month by $15 billion. That's $10 billion less in treasuries and $5 billion less in mortgage-backed securities. So you're going to see a total of a $15 billion decline in these monthly asset purchases every single month. Now, the Fed did say that this could change, but they believe that they're going to hold to this plan and that there'll be no reason to change it. The committee goes on to say, quote, in light of the substantial further progress the economy has made toward the committee's goals since last December, the committee judges that similar reductions in the pace of net asset purchases will likely be appropriate each month, but it is prepared to adjust the pace of purchases if warranted by changes in the economic outlook. So the Fed here is basically saying that they have a plan and they are not going to steer away from that plan unless some outside factor absolutely forces them to change that plan. Now, when it comes to inflation, we did get some commentary on it. And within the statement, it said, quote, inflation is elevated, largely reflecting factors that are expected to be transitory. Supply and demand imbalances related to the pandemic and the reopening of the economy have contributed to sizable price increases in some factors. Now, 
We also, of course, got commentary from Fed Chairman Jerome Powell. Um, and this was very interesting stuff coming out of Jerome Powell here today in his presser. Now, we take a look at what he said, and he did say, quote, our baseline expectation is that supply chain bottlenecks and shortages will persist well into next year and elevated inflation as well. As the pandemic supplies, supply chain bottlenecks will abate and growth will move up, and as that happens, inflation will decline from today's elevated levels. So, in essence, the Federal Reserve and Jerome Powell here saying that they believe inflation is transitory. They continue to stick to that transitory memo, and they're basically saying here that it's mostly driven by those bottlenecks you're seeing in supply chains, and that once those abate sometime in 2022, it seems to be they expect hot inflation in the 2022, that you will start to see this inflation run off, and then it will no longer be um, as near nearly as hot as what it has been. So very interesting stuff coming out of the Federal Reserve and the market seemingly liking it, absolutely ripping to the upside since the announcement. We have the Dow Jones up 120 now, NASDAQ up 166, and the S&P 500 up 32. Meanwhile, the rest of UK moving up 45 points. So, a solid, very positive reaction out of the markets on this news. And then when it comes to rate hikes, I do want to mention that they seemed to be very bold in talking off or pushing away rate hikes here. Um, they did say that they do not envision any rate hikes until the beginning uh, in the of the end for tapering. So at least um, by July of 2022, they do not see um, any sort of rate hike. So it'll be interesting to see um, out of the next meeting what occurs here when it comes to rate hikes. And that is probably going to be the largest headline coming out or leading up to the next meeting. Now, now shifting into the biggest analyst calls, we got a major call on Zillow after they missed the mark on earnings. And they also announced the closing of their Zillow offers segment. So what did Piper Sandler have to say about Zillow downgrading it too neutral from overweight. They go on to say, quote, we downgrade to neutral because X home, we no longer see upside to shares. Also, management's abrupt strategic shift leaves us questioning the long-term strategy. Execution may be a problem. Minimum, there are one to two quarters of restructuring and retooling. So Piper Sandler sees a rough one to two quarters ahead um, for some restructuring, and they are questioning management after closing down a core segment. And then we have Barclays initiating coverage of Alibaba and JD.com as overweight saying quote we believe the Chinese government aims to make its homegrown internet and tech companies stronger, not weaker, particularly in markets outside of China. We believe Alibaba offers one of the most compelling valuations, not just among Chinese ADRs, but global peers under Barclays coverage. Unlike many of its e-commerce peers, both in China and globally, JD has built a dominant e-commerce franchise off of the first party model with massive in-house logistics operations. So, it seems Barclays likes Alibaba and JD.com. They like the fact that the Chinese government is aiming to almost give those two companies a boost and some of their tech companies a boost, and therefore they see upside in the two stocks. Now, Credit Suisse upgraded DuPont to outperform from neutral. Now, what did Credit Suisse have to say about DuPont? They go on to say, quote, Q3 fundamental performance was better than anticipated. With the lower Q4 EPS driven exclusively by automotive production timing, however, the catalyst for our upgrade is the announced portfolio management. So Credit Suisse liking the numbers coming out of DuPont and what management has in store for the company. And then Morgan Stanley downgrading Activision Blizzard to equal weight from overweight, saying, quote, we are wrong or were wrong about Activision's ability to execute and deliver its Overwatch 2 and Diablo 
five pipeline four pipeline in the middle of a period of high internal turmoil related to harassment challenges, multiple management changes, including the newly announced departure of Jen O'Neill only three months into the role of co-head of Blizzard and work from home. Ouch. So, it seems Morgan Stanley here really not liking Activision Blizzard, downgrading it to equal weight from overweight, citing the fact that they kind of failed to successfully launch two new releases in their pipeline amidst all of these management issues and scandals that they have been having at the company. And then Bank of America reinstating BlackRock as a buy, saying, quote, objective PO, which implies 15 to 20% total return potential. We expect the BlackRock stock to outperform as the firm continues to take profitable market share through its secular growth businesses where it has a leading franchise and or early mover advantage. So, it seems Bank of America is liking one of the leaders in the financial space, BlackRock, and rating it a buy, seeing some big-time upside in the stock. And then we have SockGen upgrading Ferrari to buy from hold, saying, quote, Ferrari has continued to perform strongly, increasing shipments by 19% year-over-year in the third quarter of 2021 after sidestepping the chronic semiconductor shortages that forced other automakers to cut output. So the firm liking Ferrari, rating it a buy, and basically saying they were able to outperform those peers, and we believe they will be able to continue to do it in the future. Interesting commentary coming out of the analyst today. And then finally, the last headline we're going to touch on is this Zillow headline. So they did report earnings. They had an EPS of unfortunately negative 95 cents, so a loss of 95 cents per share. Um, and analysts were expecting a 16 per, uh, 16 cent per share gain there or profit. Um, so they definitely missed the mark big time on that. You take a look at revenue. Total revenue came in for the quarter at $1.74 billion compared to $2.01 billion that was expected by analysts. Now, there were some big announcements that came out in this earnings report. In fact, um, Zillow, they're a digital real estate company. They did announce that they are going to be exiting or closing down their Zillow offer segment. And that is their segment in which buys and flips homes and then resells them. And they are eliminating that entire segment and eliminating 25% of its workforce. So some big layoffs over at Zillow and some big time, you know, exits being made here when it comes to Zillow offers some very interesting stuff and changes um, over that management is making at the end of the day. Now, what did Zillow CEO Rich Burton have to say? He goes on to say, quote, we've determined the unpredictability and forecasting home prices far exceeds what we anticipated. Continuing to scale Zillow offers would result in too much earnings and balance sheet volatility. So basically here, they're closing down the segment. They're exiting the segment because at the end of the day, they are struggling to project where housing prices are going. And the company is also struggling here with how much volatility that would create on the balance sheet. And then finally, um, you know, earlier this week, some of this was expected. You had Bloomberg reporting on Monday that Zillow was looking to sell over 7,000 homes for around $2.8 billion to institutional investors. So it has been a week where a lot of news has been coming out on Zillow. You take a look at the stock today, and it's absolutely getting crushed. Zillow Group, their core stock is down 24%. Holy Toledo, all the way down to 65 bucks a share. And just a few days ago, it was trading all the way up over 110. So some crazy numbers um, coming out here, not over 110, just under 110, sitting around 99 bucks a share. So some major issues over at Zillow. 
stock coming down 25% today, and it's definitely a name to pay attention to and take a look at. Definitely one to keep your eyes on. Um, maybe it implies some future issues in the housing market. Who knows? Some big financial icons are attempting to make that connection. We'll see if any of that plays out going forward. But to round up the show, I just want to go over some of the leaders in the market as we move into the end of the day here, as we close out the day in the markets and what are we seeing. Now, if you go to a chart of performance today, we see that Microsoft, Apple, Google, Facebook, Amazon, Tesla are all leading the way. You see Tesla up 3.62%, Amazon up 2.13%. Uh, and by the way, that was the closing bell there you heard in the background. So some big time stuff coming out of the market. And what sectors are leading the day today? What names have led the market higher? And we see Consumer Solicitical led the market higher today. Um, and right behind it, you had healthcare, consumer defensive, basic materials, real estate, communication services, technology, and financials, all leading the way higher. Industrials lagged, utilities lagged, and energy lagged. But that is another episode of the Running With The Money briefing. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode of the Running With The Money briefing. In the meantime, easily profit, trade on, and I will see you tomorrow. 